Welcome to episode 65. I'm Nick Cole. I'm Single White Medusa. And it is... Medusa Monday! I bet you, you have been excited about this since the moment that you woke up. <laughs> from your really? from your nightmare that I had the virus. And no, you were, that you had the vaccine. The, the vaccine. And you were half <laughs> pissed at me and half half worried. I wasn't... No, I wasn't pissed at you. But I was, like, disappointed. And I was just more like, what? Like, I can't believe it. Why? Disappointed is women pissed. You know. Uh, No, I mean, I could be. I could be the other two. No, I wasn't mad at you. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. I thought I knew you. (laughs) It's, uh, for the listening audience, it's a fairly regular occurrence um, for me to wake up in the morning and find out that Dream Nick has done something awful (laughs) in the night. Dream Nick often uh, cheats. Um, I wouldn't say often. Once yeah. in a while. He he gets vaccines. <laughs> he, he's cruel. Like sometimes he doesn't. He he'll 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 do yeah. all these things that make you upset. Yeah. 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 And I wonder what this comes from because real Nick does none of those things. I know it's awesome. Yeah. You're like the best husband. Um, and this is because I have. Not that we're married, single white Medusa. I'm married married to Nicole. Okay. You're just the sidekick. All right. Don't try to upgrade. <laughs> um, this is because I have sleeping problems, but nothing so major that I need like prescription stuff. I've never tried that. Yeah. I think that sounds like it has bad side effects, so I don't. I've never tried that. But luckily, doesn't work for everyone. But melatonin is yeah. my friend. Like it works really well for me. So I take like little bits of that through the this night. This episode is brought to you by the Melatonin Council. <laughs> well, I've looked it up. Like I really can't find any bad side effects. Like and actually, it's one of the things that's actually good for fighting COVID. Like it's on some yeah. of the natural uh, COVID protocols with like vitamin D and stuff is like melatonin. So I'm like, no, "Hey, I'm mean, already taking that." <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen melatonin really do wonders for you. I've also seen mm-hmm. that reduction in stress do yeah. wonder, wonders yeah. for you, but you, you do seem to be emotionally tormented in your sleep. You have night terrors sometimes. You'll well, so, you'll do this screaming thing where you whisper scream where you go. Because <laughs> I'm trying really, you know, people know. And I'm telling you're you. you're trying really hard to scream in a dream and you can barely get any sound There's out. nothing creepier than hearing that at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning when you wake up and you hear this. <laughs> Is that a ghost? But, so, I mean, in case you don't know, most people probably know, melatonin is known for giving you weird dreams. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think it just makes you have more REM sleep, maybe. maybe yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I'm cool with it because I like to sleep. I would say this, and I would open this up to everybody uh, lately. I would be interested to know. This would be a survey. Because for most of my life, I've generally had the same dreams over and over and over. And they kind of repeat or they'll go through phases Um, but I have pretty unremarkable dreams. Most of my dreams are frustration dreams. Like can't get this thing done. You know, I don't have fun dreams like I'm flying, you know, or, (laughs) you know, or anything like that. I just have like dreams that are like, and this problem that'll never be finished, but I have to bake a cake for grandma. You know, I need to dial the phone, but first I've got to climb this mountain, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. But in the last, in the COVID year, my dreams have been insane. It's like, so I mean, just so weird that I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, that is one weird dream. You know, like, I mean, just really vivid and weird. Do you remember, like, Some, one example? Of yeah, I know you keep one? pressing for this because, <laughs> like, you know. No. No. I tell you when I remember that. Yeah. But, like, what I remember mostly is that they're weird. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll remember dreams, but but I've just had and, – and I think I've heard other people mention they've been having a lot of weird dreams lately. So, mm-hmm. to the chat, chat. Have you been having weird dreams? Well, and even the few times that I haven't taken melatonin, I've even then had weird dreams, which I thought it was unusual. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can sort of say I'm there with you. Yes. Yeah. My one weirdest one was that one <laughs> where there was like a psychopathic uh, Ronald McDonald. Yeah. That was really scary. Mm-hmm. And he like moved really fast, like those fast moving zombies. Yeah. Um, and then really there scary. was the the baby that came in the room one time. Yeah, that I mean more weird. like a toddler, like a really evil. It was an evil toddler. That was one of the whisper <laughs> screaming ones. <laughs> um, we went to the movies yesterday, <clears throat> and uh, we'd like to recommend a movie that we saw. It be, might be a little harder to find, but generally you can find everything on Amazon now if you want to rent it. And that was called The Lost Leonardo, Leonardo, and it's about a Leonardo da Vinci painting that was the most recent discovery. It's questionable. I really like 
uh, art. If you follow me on my Twitter feed, I, I post a lot of art. Um, I, I kind of dig that, that kind of thing. So I'm not pretentious. I don't like stupid art. I, I generally like landscapes, things like that. Um, so I, I have an interest in art. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I like art. Um, so I like movies about art, you know, pieces and things like that. And this was a documentary, but it was just really about the insanity of the art world and the con artistry and sort of how it's really used as sort of like a rough form of, of, of blockchain, um, Bitcoin to convert wealth, to transfer wealth. But I just found it, you know, in here's why I really liked it. Because it wasn't every preview I had to watch before I watched the movie. We were so frustrated. And the people that were seeing the movie with us they got probably an earful. <laughs> they saw got a, and heard our They got an earful from the cheap seats down front. <laughs> uh, Medusa and I like to sit way down front. Like, way down front. Like, we get the front row. Because we're weird. And we like to just, like... Usually it's in a theater with a good some good space between And, it. like, the reclining seats. And so the reclining sort of reclined back But we like to be right down front. Because one, we like to be right down front. I don't know if I can make that point enough. But also, no other, only a lunatic would come down and sit right down next to us. Yeah. And we want to be as far away. One time we were in a theater, there was no one in there. We sat there. And then this little old couple came and sat right next to us. And I'm like, and I just looked at him like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and then we just got up and moved. And I think they took the hint. So uh, on my day off, I'm not a nice person. I should learn to be nicer, but for some reason on my day off, I, I kind of just, uh, I get cranky. You have really nice moments, though. You yeah. are actually a really nice person, but yeah, um, with yeah. sometimes you're just not having it. But every, every preview was as woke as it can possibly be. They were unintelligible. Oh. It was, uh, it was, there was some kind of gay fight club one. It won the con award. There was some kind of lesbian Thelma and Louise that won the cons award. Like all of these films were heavily leftist agenda, um, very creepy, very weird, um, really making the case that it's all normal. This kind of like alternative, I don't even like to call it alternative, but just jacked up lifestyle that they're trying to force down everybody's throat and normalize. And everyone had won all the awards. And I can guarantee you right now, I can look into the future. I can pick up my crystal ball and I can, Look into the future, and I can say this: none of these films will make any money. Yeah, there was even the the one about Afghanistan, and it was like animated, and that was even yeah, and that main, was even you're like, oh, here's a gay, here's, guy, and here's like, a gay Muslim who had to flee the Mujahideen, <laughs> and he's gay. You know, you're like, okay, you know, like everything was just, yeah. and you know that like they must sit there and they must go like, I just want my friend Jeremy to be able to see a gay movie and see people that are like, and I'm like every. Everything like in in 20 years from now, am I going to be watching a movie and they're going to be like, I just want my friend Gloria, who's a penguin sexual to be able to see someone who loves penguins as much as she does erotically in a film like it never ends. And I and I and, and, and I think it irritates me on one level because I was close to a film deal this year and they said, oh, we're not making uh, films for white Christian trash. I'm like, mm, there's nothing in my book that's. You know, in Jason and I's book, that's white or Christian or trash. Um, and But they would prefer to make this garbage. And I wonder if, like, they just realize, like, movie theaters are going the way of the dodo. I really do feel that. They don't generate the money. Um, the big movie this, this weekend was uh, the Marvel Loser movie about the Chinese space wizard. And, like, that pulled in. They were like, it's going to have a $20 million weekend. I'm like, excuse me. I'm from the 90s. And in the 90s, they used to do $100 million weekends. So try not to tell me what you think a success is. You know, that's like going to the range and the guy's like, I hit the target. I'm just like American sniper guy. And I'm like, no, you're not. You know, like it's not even the same. But that's where we've reached is this sort of bottom level bar. Um, We can just claim victory and that's victory. And, And I think we saw the fruition of that. This week where where Joe Biden literally and and the sort of dark state cabbage cabal that's running him. Um, I don't even know why I added cabbage in there, but I wanted to. <laughs> I liked it. Though. Yeah. Interestingly, coal means cabbage in that's old true. English. So why am I disparaging the fine line of coals? <laughs> um, but 
you know, just saying we won, you know, and, and we also did after sinking the Titanic, we also did the greatest lifeboat rescue in all of history. And it's like, and you really didn't. Uh, like patriots had to actually go in there and are still in there today after you've pulled out and are now trying to switch to the mask narrative so it's uh it, it, it the left has realized and, and it, it's not even the left anymore it's the establishment but the republicans and the sort of right are now this sort of clown left where they'll they're they'll be, they're like a straw right you know like we're not really right we're in it with you guys but you can whip us and beat us and goldstein us and meanwhile, we're all in it together. And what we mean by we're all in it together is we have the power and the money. And what that establishment side has come to realize. Today, we're having a Starbucks red eye because we've been working around the house. And um, we just went to Starbucks here. And they have, they make a real so for, for some reason, Starbucks makes a really good red eye, which is just coffee and espresso. Go figure. But um, they've decided that they can just declare victory. And it's the same thing with the movies. They can just tell you, like, well, we gave it a bunch of awards. And it made this much money, so it means it's a success. And they've been, you know, if you kind of watch, like, your favorite movie stars have all been shown the door. And now there's new movie stars that you're supposed to love. And it's all just a big, giant con. But the takeaway from the movie theaters this weekend, and I think everybody who listens kind of gets this. Mm-hmm. But, but sort of like... Um, the movies are now really just nothing but sort of leftist mind control. Yeah. You literally, I think, said that in the middle of the previews. Like, this is literally just nothing but mind control. I was like, yep. So they're just nothing but sort of leftist mind control right now, and everybody knows that. But it's all to just, like, really normalize these weird, super weird lifestyles and to get you to accept things that, like, I do make the case. Like, I know no one can say anything bad about the gay lifestyle and everybody's supposed to have a gay friend and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, because I've worked in Hollywood and I've worked in a profession, uh, classical music with Single White Medusa, which is heavily homosexual and things like that, I can just tell you, like, the normal that they're selling you is not the real. Like, that's... They don't even believe in that normal. They're they're pretty hedonistic. I maybe knew one guy who seemed to maybe be like that out of probably a hundred. Yeah. So like, and so it's like and 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 before like if anybody is scanning for offense in this, um, I'll just tell you right off the bat, your offense before you attack me, like just go read Brett Easton Ellis's White, and. Brett Easton Ellis, who wrote Less Than Zero and some other great sort of 80s, 90s books. Um, great author and everything like that. Big time homosexual. And he's the first one to make the complaint. And he does in white, that, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, you know, Hollywood and, and corporatist culture really sell you this homogenized version of homosexuality is not real. And what I saw in those movies is just like this massive attempt to just jam it down your throat. But I would say in certain cases, like the sort of gay fight club one, that was that was kind of weird. And but that most of it was this huge normalization, like the Mark Wahlberg movie and then the the Matt Damon movie and all these kinds of things. And it's like I just wanted to like stand up in the movie and shout like, are there any movies for the rest of us? Do the rest of us get to have any movies? But you can look at the box office and you can look at like there, there's nothing worth seeing. And the fun thing is I follow sort of old school pages on Twitter and you can go back and they'll be like, on this day, Aliens was released. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know Aliens was released so late in the summer. And that's the thing that I've noticed. Like, there were some really big hits from the 80s and 90s that got late summer releases, when mo- which means there was really not a lot of faith in them. Most of the big movies get, you know, released, like you want the Star Wars released, May the 4th. And so um, it's very interesting that there were movies that, that, you know, were so financially successful that got late summer releases. And now it just really seems that, like, no one wants to make anything that's not approved by everybody else. And what's approved by everybody else, here's, here's the really the big catch. There's one person in the room, like in my experience... Everybody wants to make Galaxy's Edge, but 
when the one woke person says, no, I have a problem, that derails the entire thing. And so you're not going to get any great movies. You're not going to get a Predator. You're not going to get an Aliens. You're not going to get a Big. Because the one woke person in the room is always going to shut it down. And then I think I had a, you know, kind of just waking up on Monday morning and seeing how badly the establishment wanted to get back on vaccines and mandates. Well, really, when you look at it, France, the entire world was protesting and revolting. Um, Afghanistan is a debacle and it's still a debacle and it's not going to be fixed. And it's actually today. I don't know if you knew this. Um, today, the, the Taliban learned how to fly one of their helicopters. Whoa, no. And um, they started hanging people from them and what? flying them around the city. No, I yeah. definitely did I mean, not just know that. Ninth, oh my gosh. ninth century Bronze Age assholery. But the, I mean, the thing with a helicopter you paid for, American taxpayer. Yeah, exactly. The thing that was really even annoying me even before that was just simply the fact that, okay, they're already being jerks and trying to say, oh, by August 31st, or we're going to go nuts. And yet they start going nuts before that date even. It's like, yeah. and they try to block people from getting in the airport to get out. It's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. at least, like, let people try to abide by the deal. Yeah. But no, they won't even do that. Can you give me a groups. variant grade between this and nuts? You know, like, yeah. I think you had a boyfriend once that stood outside your house screaming in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and probably saying something to the effect of, like, you don't want to know what I'm going to do. It's like, well, I have a, I have, well, I mean, like whatever they were saying, you have a pretty good, (laughs) you have a pretty good idea when they're outside your house at midnight screaming why you're not with them. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just like, if I'm done, I'm done. Like nothing you do is going to change my mind. The analogy isn't about you. Okay. It's not about that. (laughs) Well, you brought it up. It's about someone else's behavior. Okay. They've shown you. Yeah. Like, what are you going to take him back? Because he screamed outside your house at midnight? I don't know. I I think some people might, but no. Not me. No. I mean, I love that that you derailed that analogy to you. I'm sorry you brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring up an analogy about me. Don't bring up things about me if you don't want me to focus on me. (laughs) Anyway. See, the first rule, it's all about me. No, she's not like that. I'm not like that, no. So that was that's how much fun going to the movies is. And if you would like the um, go to the movies with Nick and Single White Medusa experience, just let us know and we'll arrange some kind of pay package where you can feel uncomfortable as we yell at the screen <laughs> and, bl- and flip it off. <laughs> and believe me, I'm not the worst offender. You might think, like, I bet Nick is a real asshole at the movies. Nope, I just love a big bucket of pop... A big bucket? <laughs> I love a big bucket of popcorn. I really do. Like, I'm super... The only time I am gay is for popcorn. I am a popcorn asexual. And I have this very specific way I like to eat it. I like to take a giant handful of it. I like to put it in my mouth. And then I like to take a big drink of, like, soda. It tastes so good together. I like that because it makes it Man, I love that. Salty and buttery. I work out all week just to have that bucket of popcorn. My um, doctor told me popcorn increases testosterone so he says that's okay i guess that's good for you not for me yeah but. <laughs> um Maybe but just meant for men but uh um you were the one that was screaming in the movie theaters a couple of weeks ago and telling everybody to walk out you, oh, you jerry mcguire really in the movie me theater a couple of weeks ago and i was cool with no one i didn't expect anyone else to walk out besides, well no see I was, like, at the boiling point, and you actually started to get up, and I was like, yeah, because yeah. I'm right there, too. And then, of course, yes, I had to I just felt that you needed to be out. removed from the movie theater. Like, I, I was done. I'd had enough of this stupid Hollywood actress nobody, you know, trying to tell me how hard it was getting every role ever and mm-hmm. because she was a brown person mm-hmm. and had a great career, how hard that was. Because yeah. I can tell you as an actor, it's really hard. So if you had any kind of career, great. Exactly. Um, but apparently her, her great career was the worst thing ever. And she really did triumph. And, but that was made by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I'm pretty sure Lin-Manuel Miranda is about as much fun as a fart in a space helmet. So moving on. Yeah. If you'd like that experience to go to the movies with us, let us know. We'll ruin your Sunday. So uh, what's our next topic? 
Our next topic, I mean, uh, I think we had a few, like you said, because it was a full weekend of lots of crazy stuff. Um, I think you were going to expound a little more on the inevitability of Civil War, which I know we already talked about, but it seems as though there is more material for you I, on that. Because I want to keep making this case that we are headed towards it, and it's important for people to wrap their mind around it. Because, like, I had a tweet today where I just said, like, and it's just clear, like, when you, uh, when you, when you look at the things that they're saying, and 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 the the amount, you know, I there was a, there was there are people now actively in nursing in my own profession, um, on wishing people who don't get the vaccine dead. Um, they're saying that you're taking up hospital space in case they want to have a heart attack. That was literally something someone said. <laughs> okay, that's like, what he meant. Okay, fat body. Want to, maybe you, the fact that you're gonna have a heart attack is the reason that we have this. Like. Mm-hmm. But Cernovich is saying we don't have a virus problem in America. We have an obesity problem. Obesity is a big contributing factor to all the things that are going on here. And you can start today by just getting rid of that and doing that. And your health, your health will improve and you will be able to fight COVID much better. Um, but it's, it's coming because it boils down to this phrase. If you don't share the same opinions as MSNBC, as Facebook, and as Pfizer, you are never, ever going to have a normal life. And by normal life, I mean the life that you knew two years ago. That's not ever going to happen for you. They're hell-bent and determined that you will never have that ever again. The messaging, the propaganda, the new normal... All of these things, they're never going to stop. And what I see now in watching videos where parents are speaking up at school boards and things like that, I see people who in their own tremulous, timid way are drawing the line. And they're like, I'm not doing this. And I think I listened to a great video today about a guy who was a healthcare provider and they're telling in a small town and they're like, you, you know, you got to get this vaccine. He's like, I'm not doing it. But I thought about doing it. And I would take one for my family so that my family could continue to have money. And he goes, and you have to know, if I don't show up, people are going to die because I'm not getting this vaccine. If I don't show up at your hospital, people are going to die. And he said, I thought about doing that for my family. But he said, if I do that, I know that I'll have no leg to stand on when the next demand comes. And also, I won't be able to look my kids in the face and say, stand for your convictions. So a lot of America is now beginning to reach what the left has want, what the establishment wants them to do, which is to re- reach this line in the sand that they're very ready for, that ammunition is stacked in secret warehouses all around the country, all those things, um, for you to realize that it's either going to be their way or it's going to be violence. They know that, they're ready for it. A lot of people are waking up and they're just in their own way saying, I don't think I'm going to do this and I'm going to face the consequences. I can tell you who's going to win. It's the people who are on the right side who are reaching the decision that they're not going to do that. Because the side where you have to force people to do something, I can just tell you it never works. It doesn't like give me an example where it's worked long term or short term in your life and history, whatever. Forcing people to do things doesn't work. And you have this sort of husk laden left wing bubble think supported by lizards like Mark Zuckerberg who think that they are the masters of the universe, that they're the smart ones. Well, the smart kids did real great in Kabul this weekend and last week. So they're obviously not that smart. And yet they, they want to move on from the blockbuster ratings of Kabul and the massive runaway success of Kabul and now run your health. And a lot of people are quietly Americans. Amer- this is the American mentality that went to World War One and World War Two, went through the Great Depression, and built this country. They are saying no. They're 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 standing for individualism and patriotism. So why do I think we are going to have violence? Because we're reaching this critical moment where people are now realizing you are going to have to say no. You're going to have to say no. And they're saying no. And the other side has already they their their foot is down. They are going to force you, if you look at the language and the rhetoric, they have decided 
you will never have another normal life. You will never have another normal day. You will never see another normal TV show. You will not see a normal movie. You will enjoy nothing unless you enjoy it the way they want you to enjoy it. That that's their line in the sand, and they were there a long time ago. They're just smugly thinking that you're like them, that you're weak on sugar and fat and entertainment and iPhones and pills and, pills and that you're going to capitulate too. And there, there will be people who just fatigue out and go like, oh, whatever, I'm getting it, you know? And I think we'll talk about that next, about what, what I really believe and what I don't, I don't want, I don't want it to be this way. But I would make the point even that even probably some vaxxed people are now in our camp in the sense that they are now pushing boosters. And not just, you can already tell, not just one more booster that they're pushing right now, but there have been many hints that they're going to be pushing a booster once a year or even probably every six months. So some of those people actually might be now in the camp with us even of like, no more, I'm still putting my foot down. They are. I mean, I, I think, you know, they'll that's an interesting debate but you know israel is the interesting test case in this and israel is as of september 6th or september 1st is saying you are no longer now considered vaccinated if you don't have all the boosters so two booster two shots no vaccination sorry you're now is on and and they have a whole passport system and they have what you can and can't do but if you look at the language of the tyrants they're basically saying they're withholding what is yours from you and saying, unless you do it our way, there is no normal. And I think many of us are now reaching this point of I disagree. I think that I will I will take my freedoms and I will enforce them. And I think um, civil disobedience is a short time away. I think violence is going to be a part of that. I think that honestly, I think after Afghanistan, they've lost the military. And that's our best. That's a bet. That's a great shot for us right now. Um, I don't think the. I think there. You'll you'll always have this sort of weirdo leftist lesbian logistic sergeant who's gonna live front sight forward on your face because she thinks she's Rambo. And there are a lot of dudes that are going to disabuse her of that notion, and a lot of girls. So not dudes or girls. A lot of people who know exactly what they're doing and they're standing for freedom. And there's more of us, and we could. I think we will win in the long run. But remember, a year ago, the madness was contact tracing. Everything is going to be contact tracing. And we defeated on that them on that. We just stopped downloading the apps, turned off our phones, all those kinds of things. So again, they'd move to crime scene number two. They're trying this plan. If we say no here, if we say no, like France is saying no, like even New York City is saying no, if we all continue to say no at every level and opt out, we will strangle them because there are more of us and we are both physically and and metaphorically we are the countryside and they're in the city we will lay siege to them by saying no i love it yeah and uh speaking of israel and the israel study you were gonna kind of talk about alex berenson who was banned off twitter just for posting yeah. the actual Israel study. <laughs> yeah. Actual Israel's actual numbers, which yeah. what are the what is how does that study break down? Um I don't have it in front of me, but I I know that it Spitball. was for sure ages 50 and older that vaccinated people were the ones um dying and like serious hospital uh kind of situations from COVID. Yeah. Much more than unvaxed. Um so which is weird because I would actually have thought 50 and older would maybe start to get in the territory where it would be like not so cut and dry but actually it was it was kind of extreme so and it was mainly the vax that were dying yes and that's and that's crazy and there was another study that came out that actually looked at your numbers if you were unvaxed and being over 50 um i've had i i crossed that line where you were a little more vulnerable but then i actually looked at the latest numbers and i was like 99.7 percent. yeah you're still I'm still, still great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, mean, even set even 70 wasn't that bad. Well, and remember uh, all the people that fall in that 0.03% or whatever that would be, um, or 0.3%, whatever. Um, those include all the people with the comorbidities and stuff, which we found were mainly the people having the main problems. So you, as someone in your age group who does not have comorbidities, your likelihood is even yeah. better than that. This was a great thing I heard someone say this weekend who was a healthcare provider when we were listening to something. 
Um, oh, it was we were listening to Doctor Mer- Doctor Mercola, and he was talking about with the guy at Red Light Theory. Your mileage may vary. It sounded very interesting. Um, but he was a guy who was really into uh, health studies and fitness, and was a lifelong student and everything like that. And he said, you know, the difference between sort of holistic medicine and medicine of taking care of yourself and being responsible for your own health and the medical industrial establishment is summed up in this. You can go into the diabetes floor at the hospital and you will have grossly obese people who are on 15 medications who are being taught nothing about diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the answer of the medical industrial establishment is more medication when really you can even reverse diabetes, even type two diabetes, um, by, by living health and exercise by diet and exercise. And like the doctor that I work out with and do CrossFit with, he was like, I, I, you know, I just asked him, I said, what do you, you know, what do you think most people's health problems are about? And he said, 90% of the time it's, it's health and exercise. And he's a very cautious person. He's a very sober person. Um, but he just has, has decided that diet and exercise are, are, yeah, there's, there's, there's genetic lottery stuff. There's injuries and there's exposure to harmful, you know, environments and things like that stuff's going to happen. But a lot of this stuff is diet and exercise and people don't take a serious enough look at it. Why? Because pharma couldn't make any money off gym equipment and they couldn't make and, and the, and, you know, industrial food is already owned by somebody else. So they decided that all your answers will be solved through chemistry. And that's, you know, better living. That was that was a big 60, 60s phrase. Better living through pharmacy. All the old hippies decided to become pharma billionaires. And when you look at how much devastation has happened to our country, and you look at the loss of income and the devastation of massive sections of the economy... And I was looking at an interesting graphic today that's topic, talking about shipping container cost coming from China right now. And it's it's like looking at a cliff compared to last year. Um, if you think things are expensive, hold on to your butts. They're about to get really expensive. Um, but look at who got rich. As the rest of us wither on the vine, look at who got rich. The pharmacy companies. Oh, yeah. And And people are hurt and people are damaged. And, and there are studies that are out, like Alex, Alex Berenson reporting on that, just reporting on it, and Twitter and YouTube banning studies by doctors, by universities, because it doesn't agree with it. Who decided that social media got to tell you the truth? Yeah. It's not science. Like, I hate that they keep, like, you know, resting on that, like... Yeah, but science is about debate, and new facts come in, and you maybe readjust your theory. But that's yeah. not how you guys are doing things. So you yeah. guys are not about science. No, it's 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 insane, monkey, crazy, poop throwing time. Exactly. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> what a segue. Speaking of monkeys throwing poop. Well, you get crazy, <laughs> which uh, you know some people might find the next uh, little topic crazy some might not it was a little controversial previously but you wanted to talk about it again because we yeah yeah we, we, we had talked about um graphene oxide and and i love when everybody jumps in and gives their opinions and you know does the uh jimmy fallon character from uh from saturday night live nick the computer guy move no wrong <laughs> dumb i get it i get that you have a point of view and I get it's funny when someone else comes in and shoots your point of view down. I think that's funny too. But I like all the information. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a tribe. I don't have a. a, a I'm not fighting. Um, I'm not fighting a corner. I'm only interested in the truth. Like I said, like I, I'm. Uh, some people might take issue if I said I'm a devout Christian. They might say oh, I've heard the filth that's come out of your mouth. Um, yeah, sure. Totally. But I like to consider myself a pretty switched on Jesus freak. But I can tell you this. I would not believe in Jesus in a heartbeat if someone would show me the actual evidence that would convince me not to believe in Christ. And I can tell you what that evidence is. Show me his body. Show me the skeleton. Whatever it is, just show me that. So we won't get into a religious theological thing, but I'm just trying to tell you, like, I don't have any belief 
that I wouldn't hold up to the truth and destroy. And that's my biggest belief. And if something countered that, I'd, I'd walk away from that. The truth is more important to me at the end of the day than anything. And maybe that's why I've chosen to believe what I believe, because I, I, I found that to be the truth. Having And your mileage may vary on that. I think, you know, I'm not making a pitch there. I'm just trying to tell you the earnestness of what I believe and that I'm not fighting a corner here. So we talked about graphene oxide, and a lot of people said, oh, no, you can't do that. Graphene oxide, big sheets, and all these kinds of things. But there's some studies that have come out very recently, and they're pretty pretty damning. I would say so, yeah. Um, and we can definitely link this one. It was from the Stu Peters show, which I quite enjoy watching little like snippets of from time to time. Dr. Ruby. And Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ruby. Stu Peters and Dr. Ruby. I like I that. love it when doctors have last names that are first names. <laughs> like Dr. Nick. Hi, everybody! <laughs> I can prescribe anything. You have skin-itis. That's a condition where your skin tries to jump out of your body. So he had Dr. Ruby on, and she was actually citing a study that another doctor did. So we'll link, you know, we'll link that show because I don't remember the doctor's name. But the doctor she was citing, basically, he took doses of all four. Or I don't know if there if there are more than four, but he took the main four. Um, vaccines, which I know we don't even have four in the United States, but it included the one they have in Europe as well. So he took vials of those. He diluted them or whatever you do um, that you would do for one dose. He, he like prepared it as if you were going to give someone the dose of it. He did all that sciencey stuff. <laughs> and, um, and so, and then he looked at them under the microscope microscope. So he did a Pfizer one. He did a Moderna one. He did a Johnson and Johnson. And then I think probably AstraZeneca. Was I want to one. jump in here and say something real quick. Neither of us are doctors. Um, but single white Medusa has genius level intelligence. She won't tell you that. Mm, it might be a slightly under, but it was. It she's was she's tested very high. High. I skipped a grade when I was. And the other thing is, <laughs> she's a classical music singer, so she's had to sing in several languages, and it's very hard. Classical music, the study of it is very hard. Um, so none of that has to do anything with medicine or anything like that. But what I've found is the exactness. So when she looks into a subject and researches it. Your, she she gets to the exact like she cuts through a lot of the stuff, because in classical music, everything like people go and watch a Russian opera for three and a half hours to hear one note, and that one note better be knife edge, perfect, or yeah they're gonna throw tomatoes at you you know or whatever. So in in the study of classical singing and everything like that, there's an exactitude that I think you bring to your passionate research. Of mm -hmm. things that interest you, and so you you're, you know how to like you're very exact. I don't know how to say that. So yeah. I'm just saying like the things that you're hearing. Yeah, she's not a doctor or anything like that. Right. But the research that she does, like I can just tell you, having observed her for 20 years as a classical singer, there's an exactness that's you, you, like I have watched you measuring out salt, like you're working with uranium, like just. <laughs> Well, it says this much. I'm like, you know, like, whatever in. Close enough. But Close no. enough. <laughs> exactly. I'm not always the. Me? Your mileage may vary. Loosey goosey. But her? But... No. You're going to get 32 grains of salt. <laughs> That's true. But I would say, like, I, I don't have a lot of experience in knowing how to express my points of view because I've never really had to do that. You do. So you are actually more well spoken on Classical singers don't express their points of no, view. I they express the notes. And I do it really and The notes well. <laughs> were written 300 years ago, and yeah. that's the way it's going to be sang. Yeah. You know, sang, which is an oaky Texan word for sung. I'm <laughs> saying that. And uh, that's, you know, that's, that's the way. They don't want you to express yourself in classical music. They want you to do it the way Mozart wrote it. Right. So this video clip, it, it was only maybe 12 minutes or so. It's not too long. Um, and she basically shows um, one picture, one slide of each of the vaccine brands that he had. And I apparently, if you look up the guy's study, he had multiple pictures of each one and blah, blah, blah. But she kind of drove down. Those were some ugly looking pictures. Yeah. And so basically, depending on which vaccine it was, some of them, there was graphene oxide that was found, according to this guy. And the other thing with this guy is... He laid it out in a way that he invited other 
scientists, other people, other doctors to um, duplicate his study. And so he, yeah. he laid out and, all the details so that if you were someone of that sort and you wanted to duplicate it. And what I remember it, from that is he said that there were, there were trace elements of graphene oxide. Yes. And the theory for that is that when they were using the chemical agents to manufacture the vaccine, as I understood it, I'll get it wrong, but that those agents were kept on a graphene oxide sheet for manufacture and that the graphene oxide, that's how it entered it. Then he began to show some slides that were crazy. Now, like metal and -hmm. stuff like that. Various metals. Various metals, clumps of metals in these vials. Now, what happened today? Japan halted their vaccines because they're finding tons of metal in the actual vaccine. Yeah. So again, this, I welcome the debate and I, and I want everybody to talk about it, but like this, this vaccine, I think the one thing that people can say is, I don't think, you know, when you look at the development of the average vaccine taking 15 years and then the government, basically Trump basically awarding, um, this sort of like great race type competition to whoever could get there first and then sort of no, not sort of, but then no repercussions, no liability. Mm -hmm. If they believed in the vaccine as much as they want you to take it today, the easiest way to do that, that you would get everybody to take it is to remove that liability, but they'll never do that because they're making wild money and they don't want to face the repercussions of where the hell is Tiffany Dover? And a lot of other people now. A lot of other people. But just let's just go to Tiffany Dover. Where is she? Why hasn't she surfaced on social media? Why did they go to great lengths and manufacture documents and pictures and social media to make you believe that she's alive? Why are they actually filing police reports around the area that she's from and other states showing that she's been arrested for meth? That she has warrants out for her arrest? creating this fictional trail when all she has to do is make an Instagram video. But she won't because she's dead. And Big Pharma contrived to make you believe that she did not die from the vaccine. And it turns out like, hey, if you're listening to this and you've had the vaccine, you're doing great. Because a lot of people died pretty quickly from the vaccine. Like down in Australia, what happened there? Do you mean with the kids in the stadium? There were, I mean, there were two kids for sure that died that day that they had, I think it was at least 24,000 kids yeah. in the stadium where they would not let their parents uh, accompany them, yeah. by the way. Not big numbers, but those but, are numbers like, just so you know, like, you wouldn't ride in airplanes or cars with those numbers. And, and when the I kids think, would have been fine. Yeah, I think you can make the case the with the vaccine. I'm not totally against it. If you have some comorbidities or whatever, where you just choose to take it, I'm for you taking it. If you're really fearful of COVID, yeah, yeah you should maybe get that it. would make you feel better. But you shouldn't force it on everybody when there's this level of mortality. Yeah, exactly. That's stupid. Don't forget the final slide that was probably the most... The par- Yeah, they're finding parasites in there too. Yeah. And the one parasite they had a slide of is a parasite that's fatal to humans. And they were asking, the they're like should there be parasites in vaccines? They're like, no, there should never be. It should have been made in a clean environment or whatever. So there are problems with the vaccine. It was rushed. There was no liability. So what the hell did you think corporations were going to do? They were going to do job done because they were getting a paycheck and they they have the paycheck now. They're buying extra houses. They're buying yachts. They're living their best life because there's no repercussions. And that stupid brain dead mummy is doing everything he can to force you to do it and not pay attention to China or Afghanistan or every failure in his life or his drug addicted kid, you know, the criminal enterprise that is Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. I think the point is, I don't think they're trying to say that every single vaccine vial has these things in them. No, I bet it's, I bet it's, I bet it's like, you know, Mexican hat dance stuff. Yeah. And for example, in Japan specifically, um, there are a certain amount of lots, lot numbers um, that they found these traces in. And so they've definitely, they're going back to those people that had those lot numbers um, to let them know "Mm, yours might be contaminated with some stuff. 
But the point is, it's not every single one, obviously. Let me but... just say this. Let me put it this way. I wouldn't want to if you go to Vegas, at least you know you're gambling. At least there are laws. At least there are pit bosses. At least there's cops. At least there's, they print out a thing and say, this is your odds of winning. You're probably going to lose, but take your chance. But what they're saying here is you have to gamble and there's a chance you may die. And that should make everybody who is a freedom lover or who values your health a little uncomfortable. And I think I'm preaching to the choir on that. But maybe we're just all talking amongst each other so that we can feel commonality and so that we can go out and talk to other people because I have witnessed in my own life lately that even people who took the vaccine are starting to get black-pilled and red-pilled and they're like I didn't know this stuff yeah and why do I think this is important because that booster thing is about to be a real con that booster thing is about to be the hey it was fun making all that money last year let's I think they'll get it up to three booster shots a year. Ooh, really? I've definitely heard yeah. two, like every six months for yeah. sure. But I think they'll get it up to three a year and blah, blah, blah. Them. But it's all, and it, you know, like they found like sometimes it's saline water. Yeah, that's true. Like that wh- was the what the thing. hell is that? How are yeah. you getting saline wa- There are people walking around right now, a guaranteed fact, that think they're vaccinated that aren't vaccinated. And I think personally you're a lottery winner as we move right. to JR's friend who's an insurance agent. I love JR. He's Life a yeah. listener to the show. He's a, a, a great guy. He's a veteran of Iraq. He's a great guy. Um, he does a great podcast um, uh, for science fiction. And sometimes I play Dungeons and Dragons with him. Um, JR, put a link to your podcast in the, uh, uh, in the, in the comments. But JR's friend who's a life insurance agent. Uh, and I have found life insurance agents... It's funny, like, I think they had a reputation for being boring back in the day, or like, oh my gosh, they're, they're going to sell you stuff. Actually, life insurance agents will tell you how the world really works. I have a guy that I have dinner with, and he was a life insurance agent, and um, he tells me really interesting stuff about how people die, and he basically is the person who tells you what it really is, because all life insurance agents do are numbers. They don't do the news. They don't do... um, There was a great example that someone talked about the news this week. I forget what it is, but like... Like, the sort of like the the ADD emotional child that the news is. As opposed to like reality. Like, you know, like... This people died and they're like, you know that 7,000 kids drowned every year in swimming pools. No children, healthy children, have died from from this virus. Yeah. But they're all wearing max masks now and they're getting sick now from the mask, I think. But anyways, if you ever want to cut to the truth on stuff, just walk into an insurance agent's office and ask them their opinion about something. Just say, Hey, you know what? How do like, here's what I did with, with Jerry. I said, what do people really die of the most? And he said, falling off the roof. He said, never get on your roof. Never ever get on your roof. He's like, it's the dumbest thing in the world. There are people that are trained to be on roofs. He goes, most people die from getting on their roof. Yeah, that's great. You wouldn't think about that, but it's true. So you can learn some interesting thing from, from insurance agents, and JR's friend had this to say. So I'll just read the quote from the friend? Yeah. Okay. Here's my theory. Everyone who got the shot is effed. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Bill Gates has been pushing depopulation for a long time. China creates a virus, then releases it. They hand over the genome to the drug companies. The mRNA treatment has never worked in any study I can find and actually makes you more susceptible to viral infections. There have been more than 14,000 permanent injuries in the USA. So this virus is essentially a gene treatment. I think he means this vaccine. This vaccine is uh, essentially a gene treatment as it not only causes your immune system to create protein spikes, but also a lot of other cells, and they don't stop. These spikes float around in your body, damaging cells. They're basically needles. These things can alter DNA by themselves, so I expect a ton of autoimmune disorders, cancer, mental illness, etc., to crop up in the next two to ten years. Millions will die. Most will be the vaccinated. I think the booster and variants are because they need to accelerate the end. They will say they had no idea this would happen, but in the same breath say it's a mixed blessing because now the cities aren't so crowded. Meanwhile, I don't think China has immunized as many people as they say they have. Wait until we are weak, then attack. It's a perfect plan. 
So we'll wrap up with this and just say thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, uh, I think there's some exciting things coming from the foundation members because I've gotten a little breather in my workspace and I'm able to get my NFTs done that I want to give them. So I think you'll be very excited about that. If you haven't subscribed, consider subscribing to the podcast. You can go in at $5 or $50 for the whole year. You get a little discount there. Or you can be a foundation member and get something cool and extra special from me. But I would just say this. I really hope the life insurance agent guy is wrong. I really do. I would like to be wrong. I would like to be clownishly wrong. Mm -hmm. I would like all of you who got the vaccine to just laugh at me and say, oh, Nick, you know, you science fiction writer. You know, I I really want to be wrong. I really, really do. Um, But the more I look at things and the more I listen to their actions and the more stories I hear and things like that, I think the vaccine is bad. I think the virus is bad. I think the vaccine is worse than the virus. Um, I think that there is some kind of plan. I think that there are things that you can do. I think that there will be vaccine mitigation protocols and those will immediately be banned talking about them. And that's something you might want to look into. But like I said, I really, really want to be wrong because I think a lot of people were misled and deceived. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The moment that they come out, now remember this weekend, they drone striked an interpreter and his family because Joe Biden needed to get the hot potato off of him. They killed kids and people. Seven. That's murder. That's murder. And then the state and the State Department came out and said, pardon our dust. We accidentally screwed up and vaped a family. I'm going to say this to you, and I really do mean it. If they come out and say, sorry, we poisoned all of you and you're going to die, and you want to take revenge, I don't know, maybe revenge isn't the right word, or you, you want to get justice, I'm down with that. I'm with you. Whatever you want to do. But if they come out and say, sorry, we screwed up and a lot of you are going to die, then yeah, it's time to get some justice. And I'm with you on that. But I really 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 hope I'm wrong I really hope that everybody laughs at me and they turn off this podcast and I can go start my retrocade and never be a writer again and never read any of my books again I'm, I'm willing to be so wrong on this that no one even reads my books anymore because I'm so ridiculous and stupid that's how much I want to be wrong on it but I don't think I'm wrong and I think that there are concerns and that's the podcast <laughs>